uh, for us. And you can see here uh, that it mentions a little further as to, you know, what we're being protected from. And the Spirit speaketh expressly, and it does warn us here in this passage that uh, sometimes it protects us by way of warning. Then in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Do you know that the devils have doctrine? This sounds a lot like false, uh, you know, religion uh, to me. Right, the devil's doctrines. The devil's doctrines. Uh, the devil—he's uh, slick. He—he—he he, he likes to package his doctrines, maybe even in the name of religions, and and it says it's seducing and it's deceiving, and and it comes across maybe even as as as, as pursuing you know God at some level, but uh, you know the Bible, the Bible will keep us clear. It'll keep us um, headed in a, in a way that will not be seduced and will not be sedu uh, uh, deceived. And it says here that it speaks of the doctrines of devils, the doctrines of devils. And so expect there to be doctrines of devils. Expect for uh, within the great spiritual battle for, for the, the devil to seek to, um, to distract people and to seduce them with false teaching. And Paul talked a lot about false teaching. So what was going on then? You know, it, it's going on today. What is going on today? What's going on then? And, but he says in the latter days especially, it's gonna, the, the deception is going to get to the degree where um, there are going to be uh, those that depart from, from, from the faith. And, and uh, you know, they're, gonna, they're going to um, they're gonna start living in a way where they're not really wholeheartedly trusting God's word, you know, they're looking for something else. They're looking for something else. You know, I, I, want, I want a new experience. I want to find a new truth. I want to, you know, I want to see something there that's, uh, that, that's, that's maybe, um, you know, more, more exciting than, than what I think I'm finding just in, in, the, in sound doctrine and in the consistency of God's word. And so, you know, the devil will catch people at that point, and he'll, he'll lead them in all kinds of wild stuff. Uh, you know, you got, you, got, you, got places with, you got places where people bark like dogs and run around a building, and they say that they're smitten with a spirit. Well, they're smitten with some spirit. I'll give them that. And, uh, and the Bible does talk about, you know, the, 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 the different kinds of spirits, uh, um, and, and it talks about seducing uh, spirits here. I mean, you got people that, that, that teach all, all kinds of crazy stuff. If you go down to uh, verse 7, it says, but refuse profane and old wives' uh, fables. Um, and, and just, you know, that, that there's no end to the variety of things that are, that are taught and, and ideas that come from, from, from man and from the doctrines of devils. I mean, you know, we're given a couple of, 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 uh, of examples here. Um, forbidding to marry. And, I mean, you look at the Bible. The Bible is pretty clear that, you know, mar marriage is a good thing. Uh, God created it. He said, you know, he looked at that first man and, and basically said he needs help. <laughs> um, and that's kind of been the pattern ever since, you know. And, and he that finds, you know, a, a wife, a godly wife, finds, finds a good thing, the Bible says. And so, Obviously, you know, Jesus went to a wedding. We know that the, the, the marriage is, it's, it's, it is, it is biblical. It doesn't mean that everybody has to get married. 
right? In fact, Paul said in some situations, you know, God leads people not to be married. And, and, and you know, when, when we know that when, if you are married, I mean, a lot of attention and a lot of ministry goes to, 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 to a spouse. When, you, when you're not married, you know, some of that energy God will, will, will allow you to put into to other efforts. And you may have more, more time and energy to, to do other things. And, you know, I often think of uh, uh, my wife's uh, Uncle Alex. He's been here quite a few times. And he, he's never been married, but, he, you know, he loves the Lord. Um, he's not married because he's been forbidden, forbidden to be married, but it's because God never led him to that. And, uh, and so he doesn't, you know, mope around about that. He doesn't, uh, um, you know, live with what could have been or what should have been or whatever. He, he has a great attitude in investing. He's invested a lot in my sons. Uh, he's kind of been a, like a, you know, um, almost uh, like a mentor to them at times and done, done a lot. And, and he, he, he is freed up to serve the Lord in some capacities that, that a married man wouldn't really. Um, and, and he works with, with, with young men and, and mentors and, and travels to different places and helps with projects. He just has a lot of flexibility. Um, and you would think, okay, you know, how, how biblically, how could somebody even come to that? But you know that you have, you have you know, uh, probably one of the biggest denominations uh, in the world that teaches that the leaders of that denomination are forbidden to be married. Right? And so they go express, I mean, they, they expressly do what, what is being said in this passage right here. Now, how has that worked out for them? Right? One of the biggest scandals in religion in the world to this day has come about because of forbidden of the leaders of the so-called, you know, uh, church to not be married. Cause huge problems that you don't even want to hear about tonight, right? And, uh, well, why, why was that? Because, you know, I mean, uh, sorry, I'm not trying to, to be mean to anybody or to, to you know, to... To, to, to bash in, in that sense, but if we're to be biblical right here, it's because it was a doctrine of the devil, not from God, right? And what were the seeds of that? Well, demonic activity. I mean, if you know what the scandal was, there's, there's, there's few things you'd call more demonic than that, right? Well, and, and then just the, the flesh of, of mankind that leads him into all kinds of uh, things when the conscience are seared with a hot iron, as it talks there in chapter two. You say, you know, how could how could uh, uh, those that say that they lead people in religion and anything to do with the Bible do you know such such perverse actions? Well, because it says here their their conscience gets seared with a hot, with a hot iron. Yeah, it's like they don't even they don't even because they they feed their their flesh and they pursue these doctrines of devils to the degree where the it's like it, it, it what should what should uh, uh, you know be despicable to them doesn't seem to bother them. They pursue it, right? Um, and so, look, when we go when we go that clearly against God's word, we shouldn't be surprised as to how dark the outcome is. Okay, and you know, different commentaries I read uh, they weren't tremendously helpful with with this verse here, but uh, that's an example of that. We, and then uh, abstaining from meat, so it was different ideas as to what that was, and, you know, as far as uh, abstaining from meats that have been offered to idols, and, and, and Paul does talk quite a bit about that. Uh, you know, those that say, well, because that, that, that meat was used uh, for some sort of uh, worship, then we should, shouldn't ha- have any contact with it as, as Christians. Whether it's Christians that say, look, it's just meat. I mean, you know, there's nothing hocus-pocus 
or spooky in it for me. I mean, I serve the Lord. It's a piece of meat. I cook it and eat it, right? Put a little extra barbecue sauce on it, and we're good to go, right? Um, but uh, there were those, of course, and Paul said, well, look, if it is a matter of conscience to you, then, then fine, just don't do it, but don't teach it that it's wrong to others necessarily, right? Um, just go, go along your way and, 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 uh, and, and do before the Lord. You know, let every man be convinced in his own mind. But, you know, there's even today, I mean, there's, there's uh, so-called Bible-believing places that teach all kinds of stuff about about, you know, eat this, don't eat that, you know, uh, be vegan, be vegetarian, be, go back to the Garden of Eden and, and uh, um, you know, eat exactly like they did. Well, <laughs> good luck figuring that one out. Now, it doesn't mean that, look, you know, our temples, are, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? We're to be stewards of those. There's a balance to everything. And just because it says here, you know, there's, there's some... They go really wacky with, you know, uh, uh, forbidden when it comes to, to eating certain things and so on. Doesn't mean that, oh, good, you know, I'm just going to uh, live on, you know, donuts and Twinkies my whole life. Uh, you know, it, it is talking about things that God has provided to eat. And, and God says it's good to go. You know, I, I, I made these things for you to, to prepare and to, and to partake of. And, and, and it's great, but at the same time, we say, well, God only gave me one body to function in during the years that I have here. A, I want to have as many healthy years as possible to serve the Lord, right? And, and B, my, my, my life is to be a living sacrifice unto him, okay? So there's the balance. We're not preaching forbidding to eat certain things. You know, we're not making a major doctrine out of that. But at the same time, before the Lord, we had to figure out, you know, what is best for the stewardship of the vehicle that he's given for me to, to uh, you know, to, to function in while I'm here. Does that make sense? Okay. And, uh, and so uh, it says, uh, for, for every uh, creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. If you can say, God, with all clear conscience, uh, thank you for this. This is good for me. You know, I believe it's good for me. I can, I can enter into this of faith and, and, and uh, knowing that, that, that you provide this and, and, and it's good, uh, then, then go for it. And, uh, and so it's, it's, uh, it's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And then it says, If thou put the, the brethren in remembrance of these things, that shall be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine. And so he speaks of nourishment here. You want know, to talk about, you know, people that, 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 that focus on physical things all the time, they forget that that is really just a part of what is the most important, that, that's, that's the spiritual emphasis. How are we nourishing ourselves spiritually? How are we nourishing ourselves spiritually? It talks there in, um, in verse 7, refuse profane and old wives' tales. Now look, uh, we're never going to be able to discredit and to debunk every weird teaching that's out there. I mean, that's a labyrinth that you will get into and never get out of. Uh, there's people that have taken that on as a ministry and, and, you know, more power to them. That wouldn't be my cup of tea. 
I would not want to try to figure out every, every strange, bizarre doctrine that's being, you know, doctrine of devil that's being spoken out there and, and, and work all day long to try to debunk them all. Um, if that's a ministry God has led somebody to, uh, you know, they'll have to answer the Lord for that. And I'm not saying that, that, that there, there isn't some value in that. But, the, but the, what the Bible says here is exercise thyself. And, and, and the, what it's saying there is put the effort into this instead. It's like, you know, instead of putting the effort on all these external things all the time, emphasizing those, nourish yourself there. It says be nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine. Look, if, you have, if you're nourished spiritually, that's going to help you in all these physical matters. And if you are exercising, if you're putting the effort into, if you're putting the effort into godliness, what does God say? What is God's doctrine? What is God's doctrine you know, versus the doctrine of devils? You just handle the real thing. Handle the, the, uh, that, that which it isn't counterfeit, right? Handle the genuine. Handle that. Handle that. And, you know, when, when, a, uh, when a, uh, a, pro, uh, a profane and, and old wives' tale comes along, you're going to know that that's not of God. You know, when a doctrine of the devil comes down the pike, you're going to know that. Because you've, you've exercised, you've put in the effort to that which is godly, what is clear from the scripture, it's a sound doctrine, you have a firm foundation of that, um, and, and you know then when something wacky comes along, you're going to be able to discern that pretty quickly, okay? And you're going to say, no, we're not going to go in that direction. And uh, if, if somebody you, you, you know and care about has gotten into something strange, well, you know, you're able to help them because you're exercised in godliness. You, you've strengthened yourself in that exercise, in that effort to be put in to, to, to be godly. If you're spiritually anemic yourself, then you're not going to have, you know, much to offer to help somebody else who's caught up in, 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 uh, in something deceptive, um, some, uh, some doctrines of, of devils. And, you know, God, I mean, it's like I spoke uh, the, the, the introduction to chapter 4 a few weeks ago. you got Christians nowadays that are trying to, um, you know, they're, they're trying to, to excuse and justify all kinds of perversion and say, well, you know, Jesus uh, still loves us and we can just be the way that we can continue to do the things that we're doing and still, you know, serve God. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, the, the devil's deceptive. And so we want to exercise ourselves in godliness. We want to be strong spiritually so that, um, so that we can stand up to these things and then maybe help some others as well. And he uses the example here of, uh, of physical exercise in verse 8. For, for uh, bodily exercise profiteth little. Now it doesn't say it doesn't profit at all, right? But comparatively speaking, it doesn't profit a whole lot. It does profit some. It does profit a, a bit, a little. Uh, and so if it's profitable, then we want to, obviously, you know, I mean, if, if, if it helps us function better for the Lord, if it helps us to, uh, to be fit for service, it's like some of these, uh, these mission trips, you know, the last mission trip I went on was very, very hot, and it was a lot of climbing, and I think I was 51 years old at that time, Okay. So I thought, statistics and general trends tell me that the older I get, the easier this is not going to get. 
It's not just going to happen on its own. All right? So at that point, I thought, I'm not coming on another trip in this shape. Now, I did it okay, but I was like, you know, I was hurting quite a bit that, 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 uh, that particular trip. And uh, so I thought, okay, next trip, I want to be able to just, just function a little better. I'm going to be older, so I'm going to be a step behind that way. I've got to get a step ahead of this by just being... So bodily exercise does profit. It can help us, right? It can, it can help us. Uh, look, I, I, I don't... I don't uh, I don't admire somebody who speaks on, you know, the biggies of smoking and drinking and, you know, um, I don't drink and I don't chew and I don't go with girls who do. And, and you know, I don't, I don't admire that preaching if someone has, you know, evidently no self-control over other matters in, the, in, in their life that might be, do just as much damage to the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and so bodily exercise does profit, but... Ultimately, what is going to govern all of this is exercising ourselves under godliness. Putting the effort, the same effort that someone might, you know, put into their, the gym and, uh, you know, getting that, that physique and being, yeah, um, you know, fit that way. Someone who's driven for that, think about putting that effort into exercising yourself into, into, into godliness. In verse 8, but godliness is profitable unto all things, right? So being physically fit, that's a good thing, and it'll profit you. But godliness, which will govern that as well, it'll govern that as well, right? Well, it's profitable unto all things, and exercise yourself unto that, having the promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come as well. And so look, a lot of the, the, the physical efforts, right, the physical um, devotion just goes into things that are just in people's minds uh, they really only have to do with things in the here and now godliness is going to apply to the here and now with the big picture of eternity in mind as well um, that's what it, what, it, uh, what, it, what it's speaking of there okay and uh, so this is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation this is, uh, this is good um, to be uh, to, to be considered and to be taken to heart. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially to those that believe. Now, some people uh, look at that, uh, you know, get tripped up a little bit by the last part of that verse. But, you know, this is, this is uh, he's saying, just coming back to a big picture view of what we are and who we are and what we're about. Uh, we're serving the living God, the Savior of all men. And, uh, and so what it's saying is that, that Jesus... It, he, the, the Savior, is his work is sufficient for all, for all. Okay, he came to be the Savior for everybody. But then he especially, or that comes to fruition for those that what? That believe. Okay? He's, he's the Savior for everybody. But he's going to come become the Savior in particular to those who, who, who believe, who, who, who accept um, that which he offers. Okay? Who say, okay, yeah, I see that he did that. I believe the life and the life, um, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I, I believe in that. I put my trust in that. Then that, that the Savior that is for everybody 
that becomes applied to that, to that individual. Uh, you know, there's a doctrine, it's, talk about weird doctrines, you know, I mean, some people teach, uh, what's it called, universalism, I think, where uh, just everybody, because G Jesus was a savior of everybody, everybody ultimately is going to be saved. That, that's not biblical. Hey, look, you know, I mean, humanly speaking, I wish that was true, but uh, according to God's holiness and justice and righteousness, that's not true. And according to God's, you know, sovereign will for giving us free will in, in choosing, you know, to, to, uh, to, to accept that which he offers, um, that's not true, okay? So, hey, he says, you know, these things command and teach. You can be authoritative on, on these things, Timothy, you know, with no apology. If it is godly, if it's conducive to sound doctrine, you can, you can, you can speak with authority, and, uh, and, and, and you, can, you can teach these things without reservation. There's times when I've, when I've, you know, maybe I've read about something and it sounded pretty good. And I thought, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think this needs to, be, I think this needs to be, be preached on. So I go and try to find verses, right, on this, uh, on this thought. And yeah, I think that might work. I think I could kind of put that in there. And so I'm, I'm trying to find verses to support my premise that wasn't based on any verse. You see what I'm saying? And uh, to support this, <laughs> this, this thought. And every time that I've preached in that way, I've never felt, I just haven't really had a sense of the same authority and, and the same um, liberty. It, it's, it's really, it, it's funny. And probably other preachers here could, you know, you could attest to that if you've heard preaching in that regard or if you've attempted preaching in that. But when you know, you can see it, look, you know, this isn't based on somebody's thoughts I'm trying to substantiate from Scripture. This, these are thoughts that are directly substantiated from Scripture. That's a whole different thing when you're proclaiming and, and, and preaching that. And look, you know, for young preachers, you know, stick to that, uh, to that approach. You're going to read, if you pick out books, you're going to read about all kinds of stuff. And uh, I'm thinking right now, somebody, you know, somebody got me onto something, and, and at the time I thought, this is really good, and this has got to be, you know. And now I look back and I thought, why did I spend so much time on that? It was, it was, it was like kind of a fringe thing that I don't really believe anymore. <laughs> I would still believe it if it was firmly rooted in Scripture, right? Um, and uh, so these things uh, command and teach. Um, so next week we're going to look at this uh, here. It says, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example um, of, of believers. And, uh, and so evidently, believe it or not, uh, Timothy, as a preacher, was, was uh, facing some criticism. And this is, this is an amazing word of counsel here under inspiration of the Holy Spirit as to how um, how a man that wants to serve God, a person who wants to serve God, can deal with criticism. It's, 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 it's very liberating advice. Because you'll never be able to, to defend yourself to shut down all criticism. You'll also never be able to live up to all the to any praise that you get in the long run. Okay? Look, I mean, the, the, when you get praise, 
say, you know, thank you, I appreciate the encouragement, but don't set your heart too much on it and don't, you know, don't get carried away with it, okay? When you get criticism, uh, listen and take the truth that you can out of it, but then, you know, move, move, move on and don't let it defeat you. Don't let it defeat you. Look, what, what, what Paul gives to Timothy here is the key to consistency. Because he tells him, all right, let me give you the things that you can focus on that never change. That through the ups and downs, through the great, uh, you know, humanly speaking, and the bad, um, through the times when you're, when you're feeling it and you're not feeling it, <laughs> Through all of that, it says here, and we'll, we'll, we'll develop these more next week. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Now, those are things that no matter what anybody is saying or not saying, no matter what you're going through or not going through, those are things that the believer, especially someone who's really interested in serving God for the long haul, can always be, be, uh, be investing in and always, by God's grace, be developing. And it really is. I mean, when you see that, it's a, it's a liberating thing. Uh, to look, you don't have to prove yourself to everybody. You don't have to set these people straight and, and, and you know, who do you think you are? Uh, you don't have to say, well, hey, you know... I'm, uh, don't, you, don't you know that Paul sent me? Uh, look, just say, well, I can tell you this. I, I probably can't please you in every way, but I can tell you this. I want to serve God, and uh, um, I, I want to, by his grace, learn to be an example of a believer in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and purity. And don't let it be said with a clear conscience of you that you're obviously not interested in, 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 in those things there, right? Now, someone might still accuse you of not being, but don't, but don't let them be able to clearly see that you're not interested in being an example of a believer in these areas. And then, you know, obviously, um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, God knows, right? God knows. Uh, people can question your motives, and uh, they, can, they may or may not see that you're trying to be an example of a believer. But at the end of the day, before the Lord, before the Lord, you know, that's where you want to be in good conscience, um, right there. And, and God will bless that. Uh, God will give you, God will give you a, a depth to your impact and to your, and, and to your ministry that you wouldn't have otherwise. Look, you can fight for yourself and just make an impression. Or you can say, I'm going to focus on being an example of a believer and focus on the, the, these things that are, that are emphasized here and make a lasting impact by God's grace as, as he gives me uh, longevity uh, to represent him. All right? So we'll develop uh, that list a little more. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, as we just work through some passages here, uh, it's a... Uh, it's... It's expository, you know, it's verse by verse. And it, sometimes expository might not be as flashy as some other approaches in preaching, uh, 
but it's the way that the Holy Spirit laid it out. And when the Holy Spirit laid it out, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a substance there that, that, that can't be duplicated. Um, so always, you know, be a student of God's Word. Uh, I mean, the Lord help us rightly divide the Word of God. And then once we see something, to have the wisdom to apply it um, to, to, to our lives. All right? Let's pray. Lord, I thank